Hello, and welcome to week four of Stew on This, weekly reflections from my heart. Today's episode is called Get the Idea. Yesterday morning here in New Jersey, I'm speaking at a chiropractic seminar, I woke up and I realized it was the 50th anniversary of the day of my bar mitzvah. It was kind of a weird thought to have first thing in the morning, and I'm not sure where it came from, (laughs) but it was cool because, first of all, I started to think about what I remembered from that day, and, of course, it was very little. I do remember that I stood up there in my new gray suit, the first suit I ever owned, and I think I bought two since then in my life, (laughs) so it was rather significant. I remember standing up there and speaking in Hebrew. It was my first public speaking engagement. I remember people handing me envelopes all day long, I, presumably with money in them, and I was stuffing them in the inside pocket of my new gray you know, suit jacket, uh, feeling very rich. And, uh, of course, that lasted until I got home, and my dad asked for all the money because <clears throat> cause he had paid for the thing, of course. <laughs> And, and more than that, I tried to remember like what I used to think about in those days. It, somehow it feels like I'm a different person or somewhere along the way a different person jumped into this body and you know took over the payments. But, and I tried to remember what I thought my life was going to be like. And I, I think at that point I, I was hoping to be a medical doctor. But gosh... It's so cool to think about all the little things that have happened that led to uh, things like moving to Lake Tahoe and, and meeting the most beautiful woman in the world and, and you know having her miraculously love me enough to marry me and, and having the most amazing child and becoming a chiropractor and uh, going on mission trips and doing the box and ending up speaking around the world and coaching and helping others to find what I found. I, I had no idea that any of this would happen. And if you look back at your life, I have a feeling you would say the same thing. And yet, you know, maybe you and I continue to think we know what's going to happen in the future. Well, I, I think perhaps we can recognize the fact that life is a big surprise party. But, in thinking back in those days, I know, I realized that I did have kind of an idea for my life. I knew that I, it would revolve around helping people. I knew it would revolve around service. I knew it re- probably would revolve around something in healthcare. I know this because my parents told me that when I was very young, my favorite toy was a baby carriage and a doll. <clears throat> and I used to take care of the doll and wheel her around. And uh, even though it probably concerned some people in the neighborhood, uh, I think I turned out okay. And I have a feeling that that idea had something to do with what has unfolded in my life. Not the specific things, but the alignment, the things that have, that have unfolded in alignment with that idea. And this all reminds me of a quote, again from B.J. Palmer, who was one of his most famous quotes, even though it's misquoted. It's often seen as, get the big idea, all else follows, but actually what he wrote was, get the idea, all else follows. Get the idea, all else follows. This means the idea needs to be first. And for me, the idea is the why. Why? Why do we want what we want? 
Why do we want to hit the goals that we set? Why do we want to be successful? Why do we want to have good relationships? Why do we want anything in life? And I'll save you some time because I believe I know the answer. At least I know the answer for me. And if it resonates for you, wonderful. I think we always want what we want because we want to express or experience more love. Love is the biggest idea I know, and therefore you are the biggest idea I know because you are love. And I am the biggest idea I know because I am love. And when we hold an idea that big, all else follows. All else follows, not the specific things, but the things that unfold in alignment with that idea. When we have a big idea and we have intentions and we hold that vision, then energy flows in that direction. When we have an idea, a big idea, that's where our attention goes. And wouldn't it be nice to always have our attention on our intention? That wasn't so hard, so easy to say. Wouldn't it be great to always have our attention on our intention? I won't keep trying until I get it right. Where we put our attention, we put our focus, our perspective. That's why, like I talked about before, when we want a certain kind of car, we see them all over the road. It's not because we attracted them necessarily. It's because we suddenly noticed what was already there. So again, since love is already here, since 100% of the love in the universe is right here and now, always then it's the idea. It's the idea that leads to the manifestations in life. It's the idea that's a critical first part of anything we create in life. It's the idea, as we know, nothing in the universe has ever been created without an idea. So let's get clear on the idea, and all else follows. It's not magic, but it's magical. Because when we hold an idea like love, again, we'll notice opportunities for love. When we hold an idea like service, we won't miss opportunities to serve. And most of all, when we hold a big idea like love, the biggest idea I know, then again, we're going we're gonna to see those opportunities. We're going to grab those opportunities. We're going to be clear that we can use everything and anything that happens to unfold more of that idea. That's really cool. When we hold an idea, we don't necessarily have to know what's going to happen because no matter what happens, there will be and this idea can continue to unfold. So this became my life, and I see this more in retrospect than at the time. But I can see how that idea has unfolded and continues to unfold in bigger and more beautiful ways all the time. This has become my personal why. And it also is my professional why, because I wanted that for all people. I wanted all people to be free to, to know the bigness of themselves and to know that love could be a guiding thing and that love can guide all their choices, all their actions, and that everything in their life can support that. And I think that perhaps the coolest thing 
about chiropractic to me is, is or the coolest thing about my chiropractic practice when I look back are people who obviously took that and ran with it. That grabbed that idea for themselves. And their lives changed. And most of the time, I never told them to do certain things, or they never even told me that they were having issues, but they were constantly telling me about the changes they were making. And again, I, I think that came from a bigger realization of love, and that they were allowing love <coughs> to nudge them, instead of them trying to control things and trying to manipulate the universe all the time so they could be okay. I can think of one lady who came to me one day. She had been a 21 dealer, I think, for 35 years at this point. And uh, I walked into the room, and she was crying. And being a positive thinker, of course, I thought something was wrong. <laughs> so I said, what's up? And she says, I quit my job today. And I'm thinking for a second, wow, it's kind of a heavy thing. She's uh, probably about 60 years old. Uh, I don't think she's financially independent. I, it's a heavy thing to let go of a, of a good job at this point in her life. But she probably could see what I was stewing on. <laughs> and she says, no, Stu, uh, you don't understand. I have hated my job. I have absolutely detested my job for 35 years, and I have dreaded going into work every night for 35 years. Can you imagine that? And fortunately, I was able to say no. I mean, I've had a few jobs <laughs> that I dreaded, but I certainly didn't have them for 35 years. And then she goes on to say, I quit today because I'm finally going to do what I've always wanted to do, which was to become a fine artist. And then she looks at me and she says, I don't think I ever could have done this if I wasn't coming in here. And I said, well, that's pretty funny because I don't really know. I didn't know you didn't like your job, and I certainly don't have a, a stop the job you hate and start doing what you love adjustment. But that kind of thing happened all the time. Uh, Hillary and I just took a trip to the ocean and took a box of memorabilia, and we forgot about it, most of this stuff, but there were cards and letters describing this kind of thing all the time. People got the idea. They got the idea of their own greatness. They got the idea that they could be lived, led and guided and loved from within themselves. They got the idea of their own beauty, their own expression of love. And again, I never told them what to do or, or how to do it because I don't, I, you know, I don't really know how to do that for myself. But they were coming in all the time and telling me this. So, so this was powerful evidence for me about get the idea, all else follows. Get clear on your why. And your why, if, if you can see it, then there's no reason why you can't have more of that in your life. There's more reason why your energy, why your focus, why your attention can't allow you to use whatever happens in life, even in this big surprise party that we call life. I'm not sure where I started that sentence, so this might not be grammatically correct, but <laughs> get the idea. Get the idea. All else follows. This can be the biggest idea we know. And that 
idea can guide again, can guide our choices. And so maybe 50 years from now, we can look back and say, yeah, man, that was the best idea I ever had. Well, stew on that. I love you all, and I'll see you next week.